Blog Talk Radio. On a mountain, in a valley, I behold only God. In hardship, I see God by my side. In ease and well-being, I behold only God. Like a candle, I melted. Amidst the sparks of the flames, I behold only God. Oops, we had someone call in earlier, and I'm thinking that the switchboard doesn't work necessarily as well if I'm in the United States as now when I'm in Mexico because I couldn't hear the person and they broke up. It was someone from area code 408. Please call back. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You're invited to participate, please. Um, He's back. So let's see what happens. I'm going to try to talk to him. Let me see. Hi, can you hear me? Hi, can you hear us? I can hear you now. Can you hear me? I can hear you now also. Welcome to uh, You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. We're going to just have a short segment today, but uh, I'm going to uh, go ahead and leave you on. You may speak. Uh, That is fine, okay? So um, you are now officially my co-host. So what's your name? Uh, My name is Craig. Craig. Craig, thank you for joining us today. So, Craig, uh, well, thank you. Um, other listeners, please call in if you want to. We can all have a, a group confab here. Certainly that's a very good use of our time to talk about how much we are loved by God. Amen. I am not going to play a lot of music today because that takes up time. But what we're going to do is, is just talk a bit. I am not going to say to you that mine is the absolute 100% right idea about how things are, but I am going to say to you that this little book I wrote, Uniquely Created, Divinely Inspired You, helps people recognize what the right way for them to feel and believe is. And that's important. Because I was writing my daughter today, who is, a bit of a, a war hero in my mind, but uh, she got very sick in Iraq as a nurse there and is now medically retired at a very young age. But I was writing her that I see this whole COVID-19 situation as an opportunity for us to recognize that we're connected to one another, that It's not discriminating based on who has the most money, who prays the most, or anything. It's instead something that's quietly, incipiently getting to a broad swath of the world. And this is our chance to maybe change the way we think about each other. And as I was thinking about that, I kind of meditate on this all the time. I woke up yesterday and thought, or the day before yesterday, excuse me, and thought maybe this would be a good time for us to talk about uniquely created, divinely inspired you. There's no need for you to rush out and download this or buy it or anything, friends. That's not what this is about. I'm not trying to make any money. I've never made a penny on the book. But it's instead 
it's about looking at who we are and this little teeny set of messages that were put down collaboratively with God. And I wrote a little bit about the lead-up to uh, this when uh, in the um, episode information. Back in the late 1990s, uh, I just felt like I needed to write a book. Of course, you know, my idea of a book, being a wordy person, in case you haven't caught on with all the words I use all the time, was chapters and long sentences and pages and pages. And guess what? That wasn't the book that was materializing on the screen. And I would think about it and then go back and it would basically keep coming up with these short little sentences. For instance, the one we're going to talk about today. Absolute love is your birthright. The divine one's love for you is unconditional. It's bigger love than any of us can imagine having for another person. You know, we always want someone to do something for us, to change or do it our way. That's the big one, do it my way. And and as I was saying to my daughter, if we don't try to start seeing our interconnection with each other now, when are we going to? When is a better time when we're brought to our knees? And I'm living in Mexico in relative safety. There's only been 11 confirmed cases in the entire state of Baja maybe 18, but here I am living here in safety, and yet I'm isolated. The president of Mexico has me quarantined because I'm old and I have health issues. And Mexico is one of the best examples of our connection because for me, I suddenly thought, I think this is God reminding us that we're connected together. And when they shut down all the hotels, the Mexican citizens here had no jobs. And when we shut down the jobs in the United States, people don't have any place to go. We sit in our houses. We spend a lot of time on the Internet, I think. And we read, I read, people do different things with their time. And maybe we can start thinking loving thoughts and inspire a mem of love. So I'm going to tell you today we will do a little bit of meditating, even if not a lot of music. I always try to have some background music for meditation, but maybe not today. So anyway, the passage is very short. Oops, hold on. Sorry. The divine one's love for you is unconditional. You are perfectly created from the divine one who sees your perfection no matter what you do. You are loved. So God isn't writing anybody off. Now, that's not to say that religions aren't writing people off. And that's the nature of religion, to be the best. It, it kind of goes, appeals to that part of each of us that wants to be the best because we generally don't think we're enough unless we're the best. We generally want more. Even when we have enough, we want more. 
because we want to be king of the hill or queen of the hill. And I practiced a profession where winning was very important. And believe me, I have an ego. So I am totally amazed that God came to me in a law office in Sacramento night after night when I was such a workaholic and gave me these words. Words that were almost contradicted by the life I lived. You know, I was valuable if I was winning. Not if I just was. I was valuable if I lost, even, according to this. I was valuable no matter what life choices I had made. God loved me. I wasn't doomed. Now, I'm not going to say to you that doesn't mean we don't have another chance or any of that stuff, because I don't know that. That's beyond me. But I do know that this is a big guy or big gal. I don't really care. I don't care what name you use. It's something grand beyond us. And part of me believes it's all of us in our energy or spirit form that makes up all of God, that that's when we're perfect, when we are united in spirit. And on the other side, we are. It reminds me very much of the story that Neil Donald Walsh wrote about the littlest soul. For it was a children's book, but it has such a powerful message. And I've told it many times. I've been doing this show for so long. Since 2008, I'm like on in the 11th year or soon to be the 11th year. And uh, I took a break, I'll admit it. And this crisis called my name. It woke me in the middle of the night and said, come back and do the radio show. Somebody told me that I was not doing the radio show because I was upset about the politics. Well, you know what? I don't have to be right on politics. I don't have to be right on religion. But I can tell you one thing I am absolutely 100% positive about is that each and every one of us has God with us right now, always. Sometimes we leave God sitting in the corner. Sometimes we leave God facing the corner. But God is waiting there for us. And now back to the littlest soul. And Crystal is having anxiety about having me around all the time, so please ignore her. She thinks that I should leave her and give her space, give her back the house. But so the little, little soul comes running up and sees a group of old, wise, wise souls talking to God. Wow, what an opportunity. So he goes running up and he says, God, God, I want to forgive. says, little soul, there's nothing to forgive here. And old souls kind of chortle with each other the way old people do. And they, you know, give each other the elbow nudge and giggle at this little innocent soul wanting to forget. And the little soul became very distraught and unhappy and he walked away. And his wings were pulling across the floor and he wasn't uplifted at all when a very old, old soul 
stepped out from the crowd and said, little soul, I'll let you forgive me. The little soul flew up in the air excited and he says, oh, yay, yay. And the old soul says, but I ask only one thing. You remember who I am. People who have heard us, we're connected to them. We're all one giant family, irrespective of skin color, race, anything, sex. We're all connected. And we've been hurting each other so terribly lately. And we are having a manifestation of that in a giant level right now where some people are saying don't protect the old, which means that I would be doomed for the Tao. And uh, they're saying, you know, they're going to die anyway. Let them go. Let them go. Does that feel like Soylent Green? I never saw that movie because the thought of it scared me, but I feel like we're living it now. We are connected. So let's start remembering who each other is. And notice that word. It's R-E and then member. Remembering. And so I'm going to um, first invite um, Craig, if he has anything to say, and um, would you like to add anything at this point? Yeah, well, I was, uh, I'm just kind of sitting here and I'm in the, just thinking about some wonderful things as you're speaking. And I just think that it's beautiful how you can pick up uh, what people are projecting you know you can reflect back to that person what they're projecting to you and that would indicate that that there's uh that person feels feel i could feel you when you speak i feel you because um I, I i think the same thing you know we're all like mirrors we're all we're all our mirrors yeah. and we're just positioned a little bit differently each one's piece. so I, I'm thinking, yeah, that's that's amazing because the property of light, where love is, is to shine into the minds and hearts of the people who are entering into a, a relationship where true love dwells. Absolutely, absolutely, and you know they I. It upsets me when people want to define, not upset, that's a bad choice of words. I try not to judge. I'm not going to say I succeed, but I try. But it makes me sad when people try to limit God so that there's not enough God to go around, which we're going to be talking about on Sunday, folks. So I'm not going to spend this time here today doing that. But I agree with what you said. We mirror each other. There's a great Dean Kuhn's book, which by Sunday I will have figured out what it, which one it was, that talked about uh, so many people are looking for the Messiah to come back. And so the Messiah came back in the laboratory of all places in this book, it's Dean Coons. And the Messiah was a woman. And that just blew everyone away. It's like, oh, my gosh, how can that be? How can this messenger be the Messiah? But what was the message was so important. 
was looking at each person, uh, just as you just described. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting that you said uh, you were talking about the Messiah being a woman and everything. That's funny, but um, but yeah, uh, it's interesting though because God, in the beginning of His ways, possessed her, and she was she was uh, she was a helpmeet for God, and her is wisdom. Beautiful, yeah. Yeah. It goes along right. with the idea, don't you think, Craig, that in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Well, that's Christ. I read the other... That's Christ. That's Christ. Yeah. Well, I know that's what a lot of people think, but if we unleash that idea, for me, that means that when I speak... What I am using is God. So I don't limit it to a person, but I look at myself. Because, you know, I grew up a Methodist, so for heaven's sakes, forgive me, folks. But Methodists, you know, John Wesley went around writing what he did every five minutes. So we're brought up with this real sense of personal responsibility. But in the end, isn't that true for each of us, that all we have is our behavior, that's all we have control over? What an awesome challenge and responsibility to be responsible for reflecting God in the world world through our words. Yeah, that's that's, that's it. I mean, there's communication and there's, there's also people that copy people, you know, they copy them, they copy, mm-hmm. you know, you can copy somebody. And then there's these people that are, that are, um, that do the mirroring effect because it's an mm-hmm. internal, internal language, but you're right. You're right. You know, a lot of people don't take responsibility, um, for things that they should. And it's because they're not, they're not, they're not looking at it. There's no, there's no one shedding light there. So that means that what they're doing, there's no light until somebody comes along and starts shedding some light. And then that person can take a look at what that person's uh, pointing out. And I, I believe when, when you're going to, for the highest accuracy, you're going to pinpoint something. And then that little thing you're going to pinpoint is what you're going to magnify. Not out looking at your two eyeballs in the natural, but in the mind's eye, you're going to magnify something so that people can see what you're saying. And then from that standpoint are therefore able to take a look and see where you're coming from. Love, love generates love. Love looks past what I'm talking about. God's love looks past what people think say and do and looks at the person so there's no ego it's just god made you perfect in his sight when he sees you there's nothing between you and him he made you perfect so if that's true love then true love will generate true love yes 
Perfectly said. Beautifully yeah. said. I'm so blessed that you called today. I, I don't believe in accidents. Uh, I only believe in synchronicity. So it was perfect that you called in, and I'm so glad you called back when we were having a problem in the beginning. I think it's because the show hadn't gone live yet. But uh, I agree with you exactly. We we manifest. Mm-hmm. It's like when someone gets us unhappy, instead of asking ourselves what would love do now, we instead think, I'm right. I've got to show I'm right. And well, love is an action. That's nice. Yeah, it denies the other person a right to travel their path. You know, I think, I'm not going to get political right now, I promise, but I think that we're losing the ability to allow different ideas to be right for different people. And as long as it brings them to a place of love and kindness, believe me, I'm not supporting uh, saying, oh, it's right to kill if you want to or this or that or anything that's harmful. But if what they're believing takes them to a place of love, then for me, that's okay. I don't care what they call it. I don't care what they call God as long as they recognize there's something beyond us. There's something beyond us. And as I explained a moment ago, for me, that what is beyond us is all of us in spirit. That's when we're perfect. And that explains so much. It explains why there's seers and there's people who intuit what's going on. And it explains six senses. It explains my burning palms right now. You know, it explains my grandpa who was able to heal. It's not my grandpa when I asked him about it because I was inquisitive kid. Ha ha, surprise. I said, Grandpa, what is this with the healing? He said, I don't heal anybody. He says, I am just the vessel. And God heals them because they believe God will. And he used as the example of the woman in the Bible who touched Jesus' cloak. It wasn't that Jesus had magical skills. It was that she believed God would heal her if she touched that cloak. And God did very different perspective uh, from what people who need to have one right way think. But I think if we could see our connection to each other, we're all the same minerals, elements. It doesn't matter anything else. And I think we're being given that chance right now, Craig. We really do. Yeah, it's an opportunity, and we want to take advantage of our opportunities uh, because of the fact that God would say to you that everything you see is an opportunity for you to put your faith in Him. Yes. An opportunity to put your faith in God, and there's it doesn't it doesn't stop there because now you get to learn. After you do that, you get to learn to trust him in this particular area of your life, which is all the time. So whatever you're going through, you have to learn to trust him in that particular area so that so that you can understand that he's good to you and don't think that God's getting ripped off because he's so good to you. 
you're going to give him the glory for what he's doing. So it works out perfect. It does. It does. And I think if I may add that, you know, as in everything, there's, there's a, a positive side and a dark side. And I think that man cannot ignore man's role in things. And so God would never want anyone to hurt someone else because that's, if, if, my idea is right, and we're all of the body. Because remember, he said in the Old Testament, tell them the great I am sent you. What's his name? I am. You know, but if we are all unified, we are all together. What makes this thing beyond us, beyond now, then we wouldn't cut off any part of the body. We wouldn't harm any part of the body. That's man's doing. Those are characteristics of this human form, not of the divinity within each one of us. That's not to say that those who do those things are rejected and unworthy of God's love because God knew that might happen and still empowered You know, the person basically, the way I see it is before my soul joined this body, I read a great book called The Initiation once a long time ago. It helped me understand some things. But before my soul joined this body, I kind of saw like a videotape of all the choices the people around me were going to make. What would happen if they made the highest choices? What would happen if they made the lowest choices? I had some people when I was a kid that made some pretty low choices. And so, you know, But the question wasn't about their choices because those were their choices. The question was about, could I keep my eye on the ball? Could I believe that God was love? And so man does an awful lot of things. I I don't know, Craig, I sense that you're very well read. Um, And I don't know how you feel about people going to churches on Sundays, but as an old person, that could be a death sentence for me. And it's not because I I lack faith in God, because let me tell you, I can't even talk to you about faith because I know God exists. It's not faith. It's an absolute total knowledge. And I know that I've been protected through my life through an awful lot of garbage. But I also know that I have to be responsible so that I don't do things that spread man's disease doing that. I can't say, oh, well, that was God's will. No, that was me acting irresponsibly. So for that reason, I stay inside this place. I don't go out, except I do go sit in the sun in the morning and pray. But other than that, this is it. I have health problems. I would die. I can tell you. That's what my friend just called me this morning, and she was saying, of all of her friends, I'm the most vulnerable, and yet I feel the least vulnerable because I'm ready. But that's not what it's about. It's about all of our choices to protect each other and realize that we're connected so that if I go somewhere and bring back a virus around me, then 
I should, and I was told not to go there. And I made a mistake. And you know what? Um, this was a, a great show. Uh, you can comment on what I just said. We're running out of time. You are not looking at the switchboard, but I am. So uh, I'm going to let okay. you have a few words. Uh, and then we've got a minute and 30 seconds. So please go. Yeah, so we all make mistakes, you know. I mean, you know, you can't rely on your feelings all the time. No, we can't rely on our feelings all the time. And and the reason why is because our feelings don't always accurately reflect what's going on underneath our feelings in our heart, where we are. We are not our feelings. We are underneath our feelings. So, so... So we don't we don't we don't we don't live our life like that. We examine ourselves in light of truth underneath our feelings is the truth. We examine ourselves in light of the word of God. And when God sees you and you see him, then you can listen. You know, when you listen to God, he's gonna show you something about what he did. And so as you go back to the alpha, which is the beginning, it's going to teach you all the way from Genesis to Revelation. And that is the spiritual journey. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. That was supposed to be softer. Mm. A little bit softer. Yeah. I think. Okay, I I think we have journey. run out of time. It is oh, a spiritual no. journey. This will, yeah, this conversation will show up in in the uh, whatever it's called that they do uh, to archive it, but uh, podcast, I guess. But yeah, it is. It's a spiritual journey. That's what it is. Uh-huh. Thank you so it much is. for sharing my journey today with me. Yeah, I'm thankful that I was here to, because, you know, like you said, God doesn't make mistakes, and we're here for a reason today, you know, to be to be able to speak yes. like we're speaking, and it's the truth we're speaking in love, and love is going to do so many yes. wonderful things that we could never ever even dream, because God gives substance yes. to our words, so when our words go out of our mouth into the atmosphere, they're telling. They're telling, they're telling on what God's doing in our heart. So people are obviously going to want our lips to keep moving because it's a beautiful thing. Love means so many yes. things. It's not a seal yes. of approval or diamond rings. It no. means a very great deal you, of trust and honesty. Exactly. And you, you have made good use of God today. If in the beginning, if our words are God, then... You've done well today, and you've certainly enhanced this program. Thank you so much. I will be back on Sunday at 10 o'clock. If you want to join again, I'd love to have you. And, I again, thank you very much for your contribution. You're welcome. Thank Uh you. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Wow. Somebody called in. Whoops, I need to end the episode.